Uh, hello everyone, Josh and here. Thank you so much for joining me. Kia ora, namaskar and greetings. Um, so today I have a really special guest with me. His name is Sucharit Kayal and I really wanted to ask him to come and share with you today his research on microvita and music. He is a brilliant musician and I always love listening to his Prabhatsangeet. At the moment he's finishing some postdocs and um, he's got so much to share with you today and I'm really excited about what he's going to say. So welcome Sutreet and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me. Really great if you could tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Okay, so um, well I uh, finished my PhD uh, from the University of Texas at Austin in 2013 in uh, uh, in psychology, but my specialization is more uh, understanding how you know the brain works and how um, our cognitive function, how we uh, think, how we how we look at the world, and how that relates to our brain. More recently, in the past few years, I've been really diving deep into how meditation, uh, practice of meditation, uh, changes the brain and also different aspects of, uh, uh, more recently, actually, how it changes uh, our very conscious experience. Mm. How, so, yeah, meditation changes conscious experience. And the, has this been an interest all your life? Uh, I think uh, when I finished, I... I was a computer scientist originally, and when I was finishing my bachelor's in computer science, just towards the end, I was just so fascinated and intrigued. I don't know something. Uh, there was a very, very strong intuition to uh, think, to uh, to understand what is the mind, what is the brain. Mm. This was way before I got into, you know, meditation myself. Mm. But uh, it was, yeah, I was just very curious. I was reading a lot of uh, Eastern philosophy, you know, I, I was in India at that time, so mm-hmm. I was reading a lot of uh, Bhagavad Gita and and uh, Upanishads, just trying to understand what, you know, the ancient rishis had to say about the mind. Mm. Did you delve into Tantra as well? Initially, I wasn't so much into the practices, I was more reading. Yeah. And then uh, uh, I was in Austin doing my PhD where I encountered my Acharya. Mm. And of course, you know, First day, I I went to his house for Dharma Chakra. I had no idea where I was going. I just went mm-hmm. to the friend. I told him that I want to go with you to this meditation place. Yeah. And as soon as I entered and uh, Acharya Dhyanesh, he was uh, he invited me and and he said, "Oh, you want to learn meditation?" I said, "Yes." And mm-hmm. he just initiated me. I had no idea what I was going through. You know, <laughs> I got initiated right away as soon as I entered his house. <laughs> and it was that's what it was supposed to be. You know. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and then, yeah, of course, since then, it's been, wow, what an amazing journey. Yeah. You know, just, uh, like you said, and at, at, at actually around the same time as I got initiated, I found my uh, music teacher. Mm. He is uh, a 17th generation classical musician. From He's a direct descendant of, if you're familiar with Indian classical music uh, traditions of Tansen. He's a direct oh, yeah. descendant of Tansen. Yeah. And uh, and wow, he he is a deep Sufi to his heart, you know, mm. just a real, real uh, spiritualist. Just yeah. uh, his music comes directly from the soul, and it was really a sign of the, you know, this kind of cosmic guidance that I met him, 
and uh, yeah and first time i remember i was at a retreat meditation retreat and i had a very very strong experience uh with uh, with our guru and, and i was just felt very strongly that that i was being told that this is why you found your music teacher you know because you have to continue this legacy of pravat sangeet and music and spirituality mm. yeah beautiful and was your music teacher is he is he teaching you he's teaching indian classical music on the harmonium or singing or Yeah he, yeah, he teaches me primarily singing, singing and of course yeah. he teaches me really subtle tricks with the harmonium. Mm-hmm. He's primarily a sitar player so mm-hmm. he's uh but at the same time you know he's very very uh he has a very deep understanding and and also very deep a kind of uh, a long legacy of how discoveries you know subtle discoveries have been made mm-hmm. uh, of how what he calls spiritual healing through music mm-hmm. uh to the different ragas and uh, at the moment i have kind of uh, been a little bit out of contact with him because he's based now in, in the united states yeah and but i try to keep in touch with him i was taking uh, lessons online for a long time and uh, just right now things have been much busy with my other neuroscience research so it's fed into your interest in pravats and gate no doubt yeah for sure you know for you know for the first several years i learned a lot of sufi sufi poetry and mm-hmm. music from him and many different languages punjabi urdu even persian uh but then uh you know my i personally at parallel i was going deeper into pravat sangeet from my own interest yeah and uh, and then i found that actually all those themes are there in pravat yeah, sangeet exactly. all the themes baba state into prabhat sangeet and actually not just themes he's just extracted like the core core of it you know mm. and but that's just one aspect of it then there is uh many many new aspects that actually you know first you know i have i've been uh, also even when, as a child i was singing a lot of bhajans that was basically my main thing i used to love singing bhajans yeah uh but after encountering all these different spiritual musical traditions which are amazing i love them i found that there is something just extra in prabhat sangeet that is not there in any any uh, style of music mm. and and that is the deeply deeply personal uh, personal mm. personal level of relationship yeah. that is being cultivated yeah. with the supreme you don't yeah. find that anywhere yeah. it's just so personal it's like yeah. right here right here yeah. all the time I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know it to me. Yeah. yeah. I know many years ago when I was <clears throat> starting on my masters I yeah. um the topic I wanted to do was Prabhat Singhi. Well this is a long time ago. This uh-huh. is the 90s and they said no they I couldn't uh, they, they wouldn't approve it because it wasn't acknowledged, you know, it wasn't recognized mm-hmm. Prabhat Singhi. So I ended up doing um the music culture of Ra and like mm-hmm. you said it was so good for me actually because by going to ra and and researching a broad perspective broad spectrum of different music genres i actually learned about prabhat sangeet inadvertently yeah. because yeah. so many of those genres are also in prabhat sangeet the chumal yes. for example you know the chumal songs the rari mm-hmm. songs the kirtan songs they're also there in prabhat sangeet so i learned mm-hmm. about it in a different way so i know what you mean yeah mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, tell me about more recently about your experience of Prabhat Sangeet and um, Michael Vaisha, because I yeah. think there's something that you've been experiencing. Yeah, for sure. 
I, yeah, so there's this thing that I, I've kind of, you know, this repeated theme that I have been discovering, I feel, in Prabhat Sangeet. You know, there's, a, you know, the, typically the Prabhat Sangeets have this structure, you know, you have the mm. refrain, the yeah. first, and then you have the first verse, and then you have the second verse. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel that, you know, the, it's it's it builds up. So from the beginning, in the middle, usually it's kind of generalizing, but especially the devotional songs, you know, they have this kind of theme where it first gives you sort of a broad idea of what the song is about. And then the second verse is kind of about, hey, you know, why are you so far away? And then the third verse is usually, sorry, second, um, the second verse, uh, the refrain, the first and the second verse is kind of bringing it closer. You know, it's like, oh, you're close. Actually, you're not that far. Mm. And yeah. so usually I've noticed that there's a line, either it's the second line of the second verse or the third line of the second verse. It has this really deep, fine quality of being personal. And, and you just get immersed into it. And there's even maybe sometimes just one word or two words that really releases for me like a like a like some kind of sparkling something some energy mm. where it just you know just sinks sinks into the heart and you know tear there's a tear or two that comes through and it's like wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you know because <clears throat> uh, uh, microvita is such a special concept you mm. know like yeah. uh, so Bhavat talks about three types of microvita right so I'm yeah. sure most people who are familiar with microvita are familiar with this idea. Um, so the the crude microvita, you know, then the physical micro, sort of in the physical form, then the second and the third microvita are more related, more close to this realm of idea or the yeah. realm of the mind than mm-hmm. than, than matter, yeah. right? Yes. And especially, so the second one is more close to uh, the realm of sort of perception. So you can feel it in a very embodied way, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of shiver, or some kind of really sweet, gentle sensation, some warmth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, these themes are there in Prabhat Sangeet, this feeling, this constant use of uh, like the metaphors of sandalwood, you know, oh, the cool sandalwood feeling. And then that's usually when you're in this hot kind of rar, you know, kind of Indian environment yeah. where it's really hot summer and yeah. then ah, sweet, uh, something like that. Um, or or a feeling of warmth when you're in the cold, you know, there's other Rupat Sangeets that are like that. Uh, so that's a very kind of perceptual, so that's, I feel that is sort of in the realm of second, the second uh, category of microvita. Yeah. And then there's this third category of microvita which is just very, very close to the concept of idea. And and you can feel it, as Baba talks about, it is a reflection of uh, conception in the periphery of perception within a limited sphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> no? It's a reflection mm-hmm. of conception. So it's actually a concept. Yes. It's and And, you know, we have no way... Uh, from my study of the mind and the brain, actually, we still don't understand what a concept is. You know, mm-hmm. we understand yes, senses and perception in a more concrete way. Yes, but con- the concepts are very, very abstract. Yeah. So, in order to experience a concept or to yeah to grasp a concept, you need some kind of sensory connection to the concept. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's what it means: a reflection yes, of the conception. conception. 
on the periphery of perception. Yeah, so you so you can grasp it as like oh some kind of you know visualization of the cosmos, some kind of really subtle visualization of some kind of field that runs through everything. Uh, and so and so it's kind of going subtle and subtle, and then like the second verse kind of goes into that really deeply subtle place where your mind becomes merged into into that, you know, very, very subtle feeling. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to describe. But yeah, to I, I kind of <laughs> know what you mean because in Prabhatsangi, it, it takes you to a place that sometimes, as you say, there's this kind of really deep connection, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. Um, yeah. profound. Yes, almost like your mind mm-hmm. becomes on a parallel yeah. wave to the cosmic mind exactly yeah you're saying you're talking about the lyrics before you're talking about that but it's also related to the melody no doubt yeah for sure definitely are they like specific ragas that are more conducive to yeah definitely so i mean also one thing that i have noticed again you know personally is that baba doesn't actually He uh, he's not composing Prabhat Sangeet to a raga. Hmm. He's using the raga to compose the bhav of the Prabhat Sangeet. Hmm. You know? Yeah. So a lot of times, if you are like an astute student of Indian classical music, uh, they will be taught to be, you know, very, very uh, kind of rigid to the raga structure. Yeah. It has to be like this and, you know, you can't do this to that and do that to that. Uh, some of the songs have that. Some of the songs are very, very completely uh, framed within the raga structure. And that usually has to do with some ragas that are just completely one uh, bhav, you know, like one. Like in the in that raga, the whole raga, you can feel that there is just this one feeling, this one color. Yeah. Uh, but then there are other ragas that have like multiple colors mm. or or. Or in other cases, there may be Prabhat Sangeets that uh, require multiple colors uh, in different verses or different lines. So actually, there are some songs that are not uh, not exactly in a raga, but the ragas are being used to express that feeling. Mm, mm. There's, uh, there's one thing I remember I encountered. It was like kind of this, I don't know if that was really the, uh, how it was supposed to be or if it was just me uh, trying to understand it. Uh, is one the way that it is composed uh the the word that is being used at that point uh is uh is, is actually a name of a raga mm. and so it's like the the way that the, the word moru has been composed over there it it that point of the word moru is uh is kind of the central uh point of ragma moru bihag Mm-hmm. So he's using that rag and the word mm. and the the note that is in Marubahag mm-hmm. uh, at that point. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's yeah. and, and and then you can feel that feeling of Maru yeah. at that, you know. Yeah. So there are kind of these hidden elements that I keep finding that oh wow, that's like it's almost like a secret over there, something, you know. Yeah. And and I'm very you know I've only learned classical music from. Uh, uh, you know, I haven't completely, this is not my entire life. I've done it too, so I can sing Prabhupada Sangeet better. But I'm sure in the future, you know, people who can really go deeply into doing research on music and not just classical music. 
I think what is important here is the research needs to not be done on Indian classical music or any kind of classical music, but the research needs to be done on the bhava. Yeah. And then you can understand some of these things, you know, these secrets. Yeah. 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 For, are you able to give an example from one Prabhatsangeet that you're really familiar with? Yeah. Yeah, let me, let me, I'm just going to pull that up. So it's song 3570. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Morone Yami In life and in death, mm. I know only you. In Aloke Anhare Tumake Shudh Chini. In darkness and light, I recognize only you. Jibone Morone. Rupati to So in this in this particular composition, you know, mm. um, so there going up is this uh, shuddha. Mm. So the the what will be the sixth note is is uh, is the uh, sharp the the shuddha the, the regular dha, yeah. and then coming down is komal dha. Huh. But that that has to do with the feeling that is being expressed. So yeah. So it's like kind of opening up, you know. Yes. You are beyond form, my beloved. Mm. You know? mm. It's like you're, you can feel from your heart there's this something goes that opens up into this kind of formless realm. Yeah. You come into the form. Bhavati to chinmoyo Bhalubeshetuamari And then Buddha Buddha Coming down It's the, it goes through Komaldha Because it's like uh, Bud Bud is, you know, droplets, droplets, Ami, you know, I'm the, these little droplets inside you. And when it is sung, uh, like just in a continuous way, you can feel just at the time, uh, at, the, at the feeling of the droplets, 
it's like sometimes you get droplets of tears in your eyes oh boo i'm just droplets in you you know <laughs> so it's just uh, so this <laughs> these kinds of really subtle beautiful things in wow. songs sometimes yeah mm. i know for me sometimes i go through these phases where i'm completely into prabhat sangeet mm. and then there are phases which which i'm not not mm-hmm. it goes i go through phases Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess I don't really sing them so all the time, so continuously. I try to do once before my evening meditation, at yeah. least one song. But yes, there are times when you can feel them much more than others. And then also, there's so many songs that you can't really feel all the songs are this. So actually, I've noticed also that the more songs you know the more you are able to find the right song for the occasion sometimes yeah <laughs> exactly yeah i know one thing for me and this was true for me many many years ago yeah. and it is still true now for me is that yeah. whenever i'm not feeling well physically yeah. or emotionally mm. i mm-hmm. just put prabhats and geet on mm. i just put it on and mm-hmm. it's true i don't understand the meaning of a lot of the songs unless i really mm-hmm. sit and listen and have mm-hmm. the lyrics with me but i just feel it and i just it just completely balances me out mm-hmm. like within a, you know depending on how sick i am within a day or two my mind is mm-hmm. changed completely changed mm-hmm. and that's just from having it on in the background in a way yeah mm, so it has for me it's yeah. like a medicine probably yeah mm-hmm. i can imagine mm. definitely yeah that's you know that's something that i have not i cannot experience you know this this uh, because even though i'm not you know i'm not versed in bengali that well but i can grasp some words here and there yeah so that you know that itself must be such a unique experience that uh, without being able to even grasp the me- the words mm. you to just feel the pure feeling of of uh, just the pure microvita in that song you know yeah uh, <laughs> that, that is, must be very special <laughs> yeah do you have any ideas about also like mike kavita and kirtan have you had any experience in that mm. sense do you have anything to say about that yeah yeah for sure i mean uh that's you know i'm sure so many people have so many things to say about it <laughs> <laughs> but uh like i guess in a way what you said about prabhat sangeet is also true about kirtan that yeah. it kind of balances the mm. energies of mm-hmm. the place mm. and uh, i remember when we just moved into this apartment maybe a few months ago and uh, just as soon as we moved in we could feel that wow this there, there is something that is missing you know that crude energy and yeah. and we also knew that you know that that's what we need we need a lot of kirtan mm. to uh, build that uh energy up where you can really feel for, rather than saying about myself i uh, i'll maybe give an example of someone else who yeah. is not even a margi you know for yeah. example i was living in leon for this and uh, and uh, there weren't any other ananda uh, marga style bhavana kevalam kirtan but i would invite some of my friends who were also meditators of you know different buddhist traditions to my house yeah and uh, and we would do kirtan before mm. and i mean i remember the place that i was staying in in this kind of uh, uh, mezzanine apartment 
it it really became a vortex of after you know six months i could feel that my friends would come in and they would be like what just ha- what is happening here you know they've never <laughs> experienced they don't understand the concept of devotion for them meditation is a very cognitive exercise yeah and uh, i remember actually one of my friends she brought uh, her boyfriend at the time who is a very actually very renowned neuroscientist and mm-hmm. she was also a neuroscientist and he's you know well established known well known neuroscientist and he came over to our place and uh, he was you know he, he was doing mindfulness meditation for a long time and so me and sumati my wife and uh, this my friend uh, and 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 her boyfriend we were sitting in this room and we were going to you know we invited them to meditate for meditation and dinner and so we started doing kirtan and and as soon as somebody played started playing this tune i could feel that this is going to be so beautiful and so subtle yeah and uh, you know the kirtan ended mm. and and this you know uh, neuroscientist professor you know he's much older than uh, all of us actually uh, and he started wailing <laughs> started crying like anything and you we are meditating and he's just crying the whole time you know <laughs> or like a very intellectually minded kind of mindfulness meditator he he's he told later that he just could not understand what happened why was he what was happening to him he he had no idea what was going on you know mm, yeah so it kind of evoked <laughs> this really strong sense of deep deep longing without a person who has connection to you know uh, this kind of spiritual entity or whatever uh, it 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 invokes that feeling that oh there is something in my heart that is longing for something you know yeah. i don't know what it is yeah. but there, mm-hmm. i think that was a very powerful example that's really beautiful thank you yeah. so much yeah it's really beautiful mm-hmm. i was wondering if the if at some point um today you could share uh, send me an mp3 of your of one of your recordings of your prabhat sangeet if you have if yeah. you have one that would be lovely yeah, i can add it to the yeah. podcast thank you so much i don't know if you've anything else to share but i feel really grateful for um for speaking with you today oh i think you i really appreciate this uh, endeavor actually i think uh, wow these kinds of stories you know so many all of us have these stories but just sharing them yeah. is itself a kind of microvita you know sharing it is, spiritual yeah. stories spiritual ideas it are itself kind of microvita so i really thank you for doing this actually really mm-hmm. appreciate it